What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. I think that's Bartlett's been in the one and twos with us today. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. If you're looking to uh, check on what the latest new products are, especially if they're seasonal or you just want to order for same day delivery, make sure you go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the sports grind. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines as usual. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. Um, anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the long segments and the long breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, uh, keep in mind, uh, if you need to reach out to me, uh, you can do that via Twitter, at SportsGrind, or follow me. And if you want to uh, stream the show live and leave comments, uh, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and you can leave comments and I'll respond to those in real time. If not, I'll get to those and respond to them later. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, okay, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so here we go. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, Bartlett. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, how about them? I'm going to get to them, trust me. Okay, I don't know if you wanted to say that with your chest so much as out as you did, but we're definitely going to get to them and get all, I'll address the uh, certain, not all, but the certain percentage of Cowboy Troll fans has been um, giving me the business for the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, we'll get to them. But we've got a lot of things to get to. First off, World Cup, you know, we're off today, but, you know, we're down to the final four in the World Cup over at Qatar. Uh, down uh, to the final four, you have Argentina, France, Morocco, which is surprising, and Croatia. So you're down to the final four. We got semifinal games tomorrow before we get to the final. So you had an interesting round of 16 quarterfinal games. Those were very Impact had two overtime games. Uh, Kane, you know, from England, you know, Kane just, you know, you missed the, I mean, first of all, that's like the, the chances of that really going down that way um, in extra time where it could have been close to that time ago. But you miss a penalty kick that bad at the World Cup, your ass cheeks tighten up, man. That's when you, when you hit one, when you miss one that bad, you just, it's just nerves. And I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, on that, like I said, you know, LeBron, Tim Duncan, Michael Jordan at the free throw line with championship on the line, that ain't nothing compared to these dudes that are playing at this world stage and the pressure they got from their countries. And, you know, some of the stuff literally is do or die, <laughs> you know, for some people in country that's been proven before. So, you know, and, and you know, I think the stars align, you know, Brazil was a big shock for them to go out. Uh, you know, uh, they lost out in PKs, uh, but, you know, it's one of those that maybe the stars are aligning, uh, you know, for Mr. Messi to get it done. But uh, it's definitely the surprise team probably is Morocco for sure. 
And like I said, Croatia's been making some good appearances here of late at the Cup. But you've got that going on, so we'll resume the World Cup tomorrow. Sad situation, too, out of the World Cup. We had an American journalist, uh, which, to be honest with you, I don't know, didn't know him by name. Like, But when I see the face, like, oh, I mean, I know for a fact, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's the same guy that I used to read his article. He used to work for Sports Illustrated. And I know that one of his famous things, you know, he covered LeBron early on. Uh, and built up a little bit relationship for LeBron that did that one SI cover. But again, Jonas. Um, yeah, Grant Wall. Um, he's been covering soccer. Now, now he was kind of caught up in a little bit of controversy. Um, first traveling over to the World Cup this mm-hmm. year, uh, wore um, a Pride soccer yes. shirt uh, that wasn't allowed inside the stadium originally. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, when as you read the reports, um, over the last couple of weeks, he's he'd been kind of feeling steadily ill, and it has progressive had progressively gotten worse, and then he collapsed um, on the sideline during the Netherlands and Argentina game, and passed away at the age of forty nine. Yeah, sad situation. I know over the weekend, um, you know, um, his brother went um, online. You know, his brother uh, is gay. His brother said he's the reason why he wore the shirt, but he did say he'd been kicked out earlier that week and his brother feels like something was foul play his brother feels like he was killed he just said that he knows his brother was in good health you know it was just kind of weird and eerie that you see some of the tweets that he did just in real time um you know why he was at the cup game but you know it's you know again you know don't want to speculate i don't know uh, but you know there's just i've always said that and again i don't like to because i'm just a different cat in general but i just know and he's doing his job but it's just you really run a risk when you travel abroad in other countries especially these days and times being american and i don't care what color you are just the fact you're american so uh thoughts and prayers definitely out to his family sad situation on that um you know and then we had another we had another um uh, death this week in an NBA family, Paul Silas, right? Yes, sir. Mm. At the age of uh, 79, Paul yeah. Silas passed away this weekend. Uh, yeah. Former player, standout. Mm. Um, and then, of, of course, you know, the LeBron connection again there. Had Lebr- uh, coached LeBron in his early years. Mm. Therefore, a stint in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers as well to his family, man. It just, again, he's been around the game for a while. It just shows, that, again, that we're getting older. And it's real life stuff. Uh, but you have that going on. We'll circle to the NBA. Your Spurs are, uh, you know, back in action tonight at the AT&T Center. Uh, I finally looked at the schedule and saw a day that they were playing. Um, they're against the Cavs tonight. They're, it just lets you know where we're at in basketball. But it's crazy for me to see the Spurs at eight and a half point underdog at home to the Cavs. And I understand the Cavs have been playing pretty uh, good basketball. You know, they picked up Donovan Mitchell in the offseason with that trade. But it just shows you. I mean, two different teams uh, going kind of different directions different goals but still just to see that is weird but they're in action tonight uh against the Cavs you got other NBA action we had an exciting game Saturday night you know it was the finals rematch between Boston and Golden State um Golden State like I said wins round one of 2023 um that's the reason why when you ask like hey the concerns of Golden State and this is a must thing because again this is a situation where you got Boston that's been balling that's been hotter than fish creeks just killing out granted they were winding down matter of fact they're in Clipperland tonight they're winding down a long trip i don't know how long it seems like they've been on the road for a minute so i'm going to get a factor in that but that shows you what golden state can do if their antenna's up and you know and and steph curry the shot that he he did right before the buzzing the guy's just already running like turning his back going and i mean it's just totally disrespectful 
but that's just that's you know that's stuff and again i'm going to tell you you know you know me you know one's a coincidence two's a pattern three's a trend i don't know what it is because he's really the mvp in my opinion to this point but there's something about tatum when he sees golden state i don't know what it is but he just it's becoming a mental situation i think because the guy's been balling but you know he again had some trouble finishing the basket the other night. Same, some of the not as bad as really what we saw in the finals, but that to me is not really too much statement games made in December in the NBA. But Golden State let everybody know, look, man, despite we got people getting punched out over here and the defense has been horrid, don't get it twisted. We're still the champs. And we still got these like two skinned brothers over here. And Clay had probably his best shooting game in a while. You know, it's just those rise to occasion. Now, it is tricky to that because you can develop bad habits. But, um, again, you know, props to them. So, you had some NBA action going on. Before I leave that point, one thing I want to make the NBA. Minnesota got a chance to really watch them a lot the last few days, weeks. Um, their coach, in my opinion, their coach is suspect. Okay. Um, I, I think it was Saturday night. It was Saturday and they were playing, I think they were down, I forgot who they were playing, but they were playing Saturday night, speaking of the T-Wolves. And, and they're making a run. They're down, and, and it was, it, I think it was, I don't know if it was the 76ers or somebody, but they were down, and they were making a run, and there was a turnover, and the coach basically calls a timeout and stops his own fast break. I've seen him do this last year, not similar to that, but there was something else that was kind of puzzling that I know the TNT crew called him out on. I just think he's suspect and the team looks flat. Now, I don't know if you want to call trading Patrick Beverly the heart of the locker room. And let me tell you, Anthony Edwards, he spent a lot of time in the summer smelling his own piss. And the, the way that this kid came out and jumped on the scene during the playoffs and how athletic he was in this, I mean, he cut his hair is one thing. Anthony Edwards, too much San Rothstein, man. He, he's too much. He, I've, early in the season when we first started, I was like, man, what's wrong with Minnesota? First of all, I just don't understand the whole acquiring Rudy Gobert. I really don't. That made no sense. It, it With him and Anthony Towns on the court, um, Anthony, I don't think, played that game. But they, they together on the court, hasn't looked right. It, they, it doesn't fit. And not only that, Anthony Edwards, man, he, too much, too much love he got after his rookie year. He's he's play he's playing flat, in my opinion. So there's your NBA. We'll circle back around to it. Um, what else we got? We've got, of course, college. Okay, we were able to give out some hardware this Saturday. We now know who the Heisman. He was kind of the betting favorite for the last four to five weeks. Okay, Mr. Williams, Kalen Williams takes home a, a Heisman Trophy winner. That's Lincoln Riley's third one. OK, um, I either way it goes. I mean, I would have been good with Max Duggan, but, you know, Kellen Williams, he did impress me this year, considering, you know, you can't say a new system because he went through the transfer protocol. But changing area codes at that age, you know, um, what he led USC almost to a Pac-12 championship. So I really don't have a problem with it. the question I have. And again, is he just now getting started? Um, but how long is really Lincoln Riley going to be able to hold off the NFL? And I'll get those tarts started great. Because truthfully, his two Heisman, they really ain't done too much on the NFL level. Speaking of Kyler, which he's in action tonight. Okay, we got Monday night. We'll put a bow on week 14. Got the Patriots going to the big toaster. But back to Lincoln Raleigh. You put three Heisman trophy winners. You produced those. You coached them. And remember, Jerry was excited about this guy the last few years. Jerry's about to make a run at him before he even got out of Norman. I would say 
He rides it out at USC in regards. We get into this, this, you know, they're, they're moving to the big 10 and you, we were, I would say probably after that first 12 expanded playoff, check back me, check back then with me, because I know the NFL is going to come calling for him. And I don't really, honestly, I don't know totally how I feel about him as a coach in general. X knows. I know he can run a college program. I know he can, and it's changed now with the transfer portal It's instant, you know, success a little bit. Uh, but I would say check with me after that first year of expansion playoffs because the NFL comes eventually they're going to come calling from again and it's going to be hard to turn that down. I mean, Harbaugh's Harbaugh sending mixed uh, mixed uh, signals to me. You know, it, there was a report early last week that no, nah, he said it in a Zoom media uh, meeting with the media. He's like, no, nah, I'll be back at Michigan. Then he goes and has another Zoom I see over the week. We're like, well, we got some good assistance, you know. You like to give them and give a shot. You know, Greg, we got these guys. We got some good assistants that might have a shot. There's unfinished business for him in the National Football League. He is not going to say anything now because he's on the verge of maybe getting a national championship. They have a decent look at it. I believe if they win the national championship this year, somebody's going to make the right offer, and I think he's going to bounce. He almost – he was interested in the Chicago job because, of again, he was a former Bear. Everybody knows him and Mike Dick on the sideline that Monday night. Never forget watching that live. Then you got the situation where they, like I said, Chicago's cheap. They don't spend no money on players or coaches. So they weren't going to pay him what he really wanted. Then he goes to Minnesota, and the word had is that he came in there a little bit too cocky. He thought he had the job, that they were just going to offer him the job. That rubbed them off the wrong way, went back to Michigan, got like a little bit of extension. And a little bit of raise. I've always said since he left day one that he eventually will come back to the National Football League. You don't go to three NFC Championship games and lose to your brother in the Super Bowl and say, you know what? I'm done there. He will eventually scratch that itch. And there's unfinished business. And I think the timing is coming here pretty soon if he's going to bowl. If he gets the National Championship to Michigan, he's, he's delivered. I mean, I know I would have been Harbaugh's biggest critic because he kept losing to Urban Meyer and he was, you know, doing a lot of, you know, stuff and, oh, we're going to have camp in France and all that. But you know what? He weathered the storm. They they stayed patient with him. But right now he's pretty much kept them close to double-digit wins anyway. I mean, if he delivers a national championship, what else does he have to prove? Also, on a serious note, before we leave college, uh, former Texas Tech head coach, uh, current coach right now of Mississippi State, uh, Mike Leach, from what I'm hearing, is in critical condition in, in a hospital. Um, do we have any more details on that about his health or what happened? Was this a heart attack, a stroke, or what we have uh, from, from the from the Mississippi State football program uh, is is about what we're going to have to this point. Uh, earlier today, they tweeted out Mississippi State University head coach uh, head football coach Mike Leach remains in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. In expression, um, in, in Jackson, sorry, Mike's family is with him and appreciates the overwhelming expressions of love and support for the coach, but also requests that their family's privacy be respected at this time. That is the extent of the of information that MSU has available regarding Coach Leach, Leach's condition, and the university will make no further comment at this time. MSU uh, will issue additional information via social media when it becomes available. Again, I don't know. Uh, I hope he's all right. I hope he's going to be all right. Uh, you know, he's always been considered a quirky type of guy. I know the controversy that took place at the time toward his last couple of years at Texas Tech. A lot of scrutiny went on, you know, uh, player's dad, you know, the shed, the whole deal with that. 
but he's one also. He's turned programs over. I mean, Washington State was at the bottom. I mean, he brought them up and won some games there, Pac-12, the last few years of his career. Um, I think he's responsible for giving us Garden Minshew, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, just be joking about that, by the way. But yeah, so hope the pirate is uh, is it gets the speedy recovery. I hope it doesn't uh, turn worse on him. Um, also, uh, speaking of college, switching scenes of sport before we get into the pros and NFL, college basketball. Big news uh, this morning woke up to uh, UT's coach Chris Beard arrested at home about two o'clock in the morning. Over two, he's being charged with third degree aggravated assault. Now, there's a little bit of details that's coming out a little bit. And I know tomorrow, I think, when are we going to be joined uh, by... Well, a, we're in talks right now. Talks, Nick okay. Boyle of the uh, Yeah, well, we're going to try to get him on sometime this week. Because this is a big story. They were just number two team in the country uh, last week. And They're I'll comment... seven now. Yeah, I'll comment more to that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Do you need a ball? Uh-huh. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett Spin the 1 and 2s, 1 800 707 9760 is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right, keep in mind they have an uncompromising spirit. It's the kind they believe that turns players into icons. It's 100% grain to glass, and Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process, and there's no room for maybe that. Is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So, real quick before we jump into the NFL recap. Um, yes. Yeah, so, the news this morning came out that college basketball coach of the University of Texas, Chris Beard, was arrested on third degree aggravated assault charges. I guess he decided to, um, it was something they were saying he was choking somebody out, per se. Um, uh, yeah, so it's conviction uh, for the third-degree felony. The offense, according to, and this is from Nick Moyle's article, go read it down the uh, San Antonio Express News, um, but he, uh, the penal code is the offense committed by intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly impeding the normal breathing or circulation of the blood of the person by applying pressure to the person's throat or neck or by blocking the person's nose or mouth. And I'm hearing that whoever the victim is in this, and we don't know, I don't think they've been uh, identified yet, but we know that they want the charges dropped too, right? Yeah, according to, uh, again, go to Express News, read his article for the full coverage on this, uh, Nick Moyle's full article. Uh, but the defense attorney, Perrin Minton, um, uh, for for Chris Beard saying Coach Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested. The complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. Um, okay, well, let's look at the tell of the tape real quick. First of all, uh, Chris Beard received a seven-year contract with an annual salary of about $5 million a year. Okay. Now, the interesting thing to me is that as University of Texas going to stand by what's in the clause of his contract. Now, keep in mind, this is a standard clause in all UT coaches in all sports. But it says, if any conduct that the university administration reasonably determines is clearly unbecoming to a head coach and reflects poorly on the university of the program, uh, university in the program or the University of Texas system, or resulting in criminal charges being brought against head coach involving a felony or any crime involving theft, dishonesty, or moral, uh, let's say moral turpitude. Um, the other part of this is, keep in mind, this team was just the number two team in the country last week. Them and the University of Houston. Houston went down to Alabama this weekend. They dropped. Purdue's gone to number one. Um... He's in his second year. This is who they wanted, and they've got a good they've got a good basketball team this year. Um, I don't know the details of it. I know Texas has certain laws, especially when it comes to. And I'm not saying this is what this was, but if it's anything to do with domestic violence or anything, as soon as somebody picks up the phone to call 911 in the state of Texas, somebody's got to go in. If it's any type of physical altercation or whatever. Whether somebody's ba- and and trust me, I know people that's been in that situation. Okay, and the truth of the matter is, somebody's got to go. That's the post OJ Simpson, Nicole Brown effect. That law got put into place because of that. 
All right. Remember, there was like 20 calls they called out to OJ's house. OJ, man, come on, man. You know I'm the juice. She's tripping again tonight. All right, OJ, stay cool, man. What's the closest restaurant here to Brenton Run? And next thing you know. But that's where that came in. So we don't know the details of this. And he just posted bail, right? He just got out. A $10,000 bond. Uh, I am seeing reports that he has, is out on bond. Damn, it's only ten grand for a third-degree felony bond? It's only 10 racks? Because what? That's 10% of the bond, right? You got to come up with 10% of the bond? I have no idea. Oh, you're just going to act like I'm just talking about you're going to leave one black guy here on the airwaves just saying, like, I don't know about that. Come, You know about the president. I mean, come on. I, I'm just I saying, like, have damn. no idea. Ten, okay. All right, Mr. Klein. Man, I, um, look, serious situation. You know, I'm just going to wait for the details because when I hear somebody's choked out, first of all, I think of the octagon. That's one. So I can only imagine who this is. But I don't know if this is a family member. I don't know if this is. I mean, does, does he have any kids? I mean, if he has kids, aren't they older now? I don't know if it's kid living, but I don't know, man. This is uh, let's just wait for more details. But definitely woke up to this morning about it. And again, it's negativity. But I'm interested to see are they going to invoke that clause in his contract? Because I guarantee you, if they if, if if they were probably awful and they were in the second year and they're thinking away like, hey, did we make the wrong mistake? Is it somebody else in there? They got a chance to get out of this contract and money. They would do it. But the thing of it is they're balling. And he's and I mean, he's we talked about it last Thursday on the show. He's got recruiting pipelines through Texas that I mean, he's doing his thing. So this is going to be interesting to see how they handle this. Go ahead. Of course, the team is back in action tonight, um, hosting Rice at the media mm -hmm. center. So. Yeah, I don't expect to see he's not going to be there. Um, and I'm pretty sure the University of Texas, I mean, his lawyers released a statement. I'm pretty sure they'll have to release one, too. So we'll keep monitoring on that story. Also, but well, let's start here. Let's get it going. Finally, uh, the NFL we will put a wrap on week 14 tonight. But before we get to that game, let's talk about some of the action that took place yesterday. And let's start in the great state of Texas and the Cowboys nation is Dallas has to rally. Hold on, whatever you want to call it, to hold on to beat the Texans. Um, what was it, 27 to 23? Was that the final score? What was the score? What was the Texans and Dallas score? They, I mean, I know Grabbing they scores. Yeah, them. I know that they barely hung on. Now, look, this is what I take from this game because I did watch some of it. You know, when I kind of saw what the score was, I was like, whoa, okay, which I told you Friday, this game, the line was an overreaction to what happened in the third quarter in the Colts. And uh, Vegas overreacted. And a lot of Dallas fans, I don't know, it was Adam Goldman, whoever's been trolling me, you know, they, they, I mean, they thought they were just Adam Martinez. Adam Martinez. Okay, I was close enough. You know, I mean, come on. After the third quarter of that Colts game or fourth quarter, they just thought they were just going to come and run everybody, huh? Just thought it was just going to be a nice walk in the park. Told you it was an overreaction. Now, I do live by the creed that good teams find a way to win games when they're not playing good or not playing as well. So I, I, I subscribe to that. I'll give them a tip to the hat a little bit to that. I'll give a tip to have, was that DeMarcus Lawrence on that stop at the goal line? I believe uh, that had the tackle uh, when the Houston Texans look lovey, man, you that again, this team is going to have the number one pick in the NFL draft next April. Now, when you're down there, you could have kicked the field goal to stretch it to a six point game where they would have needed a touchdown Instead of just a field goal to tie, if they score there, the Texans, that is ball game. So props to the defense at that time had a questionable day. 
but they came up with a stop when it counted. Now, with that said, let's talk about the reality. The reality is this team has won one game, speak of the Texans. They don't have a future franchise quarterback is what we see. No disrespect to Mills, but it is what it is. And they're lacking a top receiver. Other than that, I think they're going to be, that, that's pretty much what they need. They could probably deal with maybe go grab another good dominant pass rusher, but that's really what they, that's really what it comes down to the reason why they got one, one win on the season. So when you're talking about going into a game of a 17 point favorite, and you're talking about playing the team that is pretty much going to be having the number one pick. And I get it. I mean, you know, I heard Mike this morning speaking of Urban's. Well, you know, they play as hard all the time. This is a Texans. You know, it's an in-state rivalry. They don't even play this game every year. Yes, there's a fan base of like, hey, we're the Texans. The Cowboys get all love. This ain't like Philly. This ain't Washington. I mean, I just said Friday. I feel like they should play this game every year. Find a way to make it work. If you're going where a lot of these people think the Adams of the world and that certain part of the Dallas Cowboy fans just thought that it was after that fourth quarter, the Colts like, hey, man, we can't be stopped, huh? I feel like going to juvenile and y'all, y'all thought y'all were just going to come and run it, huh? Huh? That the reality of it is you cannot have that game come down to the last possession. You know what that is a sign to me? That signs of a team. Do you really? I mean, it comes down to teams at this time of the year that's going to be a factor. And, yes, the Dallas is going to be a factor in the NFC. But, however, you don't play down to the level of your competition if you're that team. Okay? Very, I mean, again, you win a game that you didn't play your best. You deserve some credit for that. But you have to put it in the context of who they were playing, what that team is a record, and the lack of talent on that field compared was on the Dallas side. I mean, hell, I mean, they let pretty much, and it kind of threw them off, but I was like, are we in Division I college? Is this the Big 12? They were running a two-quarterback system on Dallas, and they still couldn't put it away. Mills and the other cat. And I want to tell you this. You know, I've told you all year, I think Dallas is a good team. And I think they have a good defense. They don't have an elite defense. They don't play elite. When they have superior talent like that, of course, they can step up and make a stop. But the truth of the matter is, is you don't go for what you did on Sunday night against the Colts and a rookie coach, just a bad situation. And you parlay that over to having to hold. Like I knew this was going to come down probably to the fourth court, but I didn't think it was going to be that damn close. And Dallas trailing a good part of this portion of the game. And this is the reason why I say that I don't put Dallas's defense or that team or the whole entire coaching staff on the level of that other level where there might be a couple other teams at that level. They won the game, you know, to me, if we and we can stick with the Dallas, but if we go to the Philly side of things, I mean, we saw them boat race the Giants. As far as I'm concerned, they didn't boat race two teams in that division already. That's Dallas. Now, granted, they had a backup in there at that time, but everybody was telling me he was better than Dak and Cooper should just stick with Cooper. They boat raced them and they would have done it even more. They would have hung 50 on them at the left tackle. I'm going to keep going to say, saying that. Then Philly boat races the Giants, which I think the Giants is starting to go into a swoon in the last couple of weeks anyway. I mean, they've kind of overachieved. They've had some injuries catch up to them. So when me seeing the Philly not play down to their competition, 
And after what I see took place at the Bay at Levi Stadium, which I'll get to that, let, let's just stop messing around in the NFC. Let's just get to Philly San Fran for the NFC Championship game. I mean, Dallas is going to have, like, Dallas plays Philly in another, what, week, two weeks? Not this week, but the following week, right? Because we only got, like, four games left, three or four games left. Right, we're coming down to it. Uh, Dallas has Jacksonville this weekend, and then it's uh, they're hosting the Eagles on Christmas Eve. They got Jacksonville this weekend. Jacksonville this and weekend. Jacksonville's coming at Duval. And Jacksonville's coming in uh, like a hot. They've hotter than fish grease right now in the last few games. They started off hot. Youth caught up to them. They went on like a three-game, four-game losing streak. Now they ran out too, and they went back and beat Tennessee. Adam, the other Adam. I got two Adams on my ass right now. Right now I'm addressing the Dallas, but Adam, the other official Tennessee Titan, bat and call, the, the bat signal guy, anytime you say something with Titans. Well, here's one for you, Adam. Jacksonville wins in Tennessee for the first time, I believe, since 2016. Where that? You know, another thing I noticed, Adam, hell, Derrick Henry had like over 100-some yards. Now, he had a crucial fumble that changed the whole complexion. I, never, I ain't seen Henry. I've been watching him since he stepped at Tuscaloosa, and I ain't seen Henry pop like that. That was a lick. Doug Peterson, they, they, they building something there. So that ain't a layup this weekend, Cowboy Nation. Okay, because they got a little bit more skilled players than even the Texans did. But the reason why I'm harping on this is, look, look, I got backlash when I said last week, well, prior to this, nobody said anything when I picked the 49ers in August. Everybody was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. But then as they started to go through and go through things, and then I get pushback from not all, but a certain part of Dallas nation out there like what are you talking about the four let it go well what else you need to see they went up against the goat yesterday y'all went up against mills and the other guy they went up against the goat now tom they turned tom inside out tom was hit tom was throwing balls in the dirt can't tell me tom's skills then diminished all of a sudden from week three oh and i'm sorry tampa played dallas already they shut them out, man. The, like Tampa got a garbage touchdown. And the, for the people that thought they were going to go ahead and put the training reels on Brock Purdy, give it on up to the Brock Brock, had some deep balls he connected on yesterday. Now, the sad thing about the Fortnite, they lose Debo. Now, the reports, I thought that was a wrap. Anytime they bring the John Deere tractor out for your ass, I, that's, I don't care if it's in Madden, EA Sports, it's in the game, or it's in real life. You're usually done. Now, the reports come out and say that it's maybe not as bad as what they thought. And when I'm looking at this, I'm saying, you know what? The only hope outside of Philly, the only hope that the rest of the NFC contenders has is that these injuries got to catch up to the 40. That's the only thing that's going to stop him. D'Amico Ryans is in his bag. He's trying to get to the next level. And Kyle Shanahan could go play a team on Sunday if you had to give him somebody from the XFL. Say, hey, Dwayne Johnson, hey, I know you had trials. I need that guy. I'm down a quarterback. Still do it. He has plays that draw you up. That's why I never swavered. I'm, I'm eager to see people's power rankings this week because it's already starting on Monday. Oh, 49. Hey, well, what the hell have y'all been looking at, man, as a team? What have y'all been looking at in third string, fourth strings, quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan had to go with a few years ago where the team wasn't even as good as it is now? They're getting injuries after injuries. They put up 38. And let me tell you something, too. I like Dan Quinn. 
He's done a hell of a job. I think he's a heck of a coordinator. Probably I don't know about him as a head coach because that's my fear. Don't want him in Colorado and don't want Frank Wright in Colorado. Rumors already surfacing up there. I just, oh, my goodness, man. We go from where I'd better stick with Hackensack. I know because I believe Dan Quinn is one of those that probably going to go down as a good coach, but the coach. My point is he ain't, he ain't Todd Bowles. And Kyle Shanahan with a pick 299 overall, a third-string quarterback put 38 up on Todd Bowles' defense. And y'all are questioning me and calling me that I'm biased toward Dallas because I think 49ers are really the team to beat with Philly. It's hard to argue with Philly. Philly hadn't been through enough wars. I think that that is going to – me personally, I think that's a collision course we had. I'll see if I change my mind after Dallas plays Philly in a few weeks. Because if they would have lost against the Texans, the, the, the division would have been over. That was it. That was a hell of a drive by Dak. And you know what? I think Dak is his best when things are chaotic. When like when his back's up in the wall, nobody, everybody talks about Dak's deep ball and oh, he throws these inter here goes Dak with interceptions. Nobody talks about Dak when Dallas is in the situation they were in last night. He's pretty much light out. More than Tony Romo was in those situations. But I digress. Dallas's schemes on defense is not as hard to figure out as Todd Bowles. And they put 38 up on him with a backup quarterback, a third-string quarterback. And I told you all again, just like that little fat kid told him at Boys of Hood, I told you not to bring that ball. I told y'all's ass not to let Kyle Shanahan get Christian McCaffrey. It's not just a problem this year. It's going to be a problem for the next few years. And, yeah, he might get dinged up or whatever, but he ain't going to get his ass used as much as they did in Carolina. San Francisco's defense is suffocating, and if they wouldn't have half the injuries that they have, this wouldn't even be close. It'd be over. It's going to take them, in my opinion, it's going to take them to have a major off day, get hurt more, or it's going to have them maybe going down in the link. Not Texas Stadium. Not Texas Stadium, man. That's why. I didn't waver from the 49ers. That has nothing to do with Dallas hate bias. It's just what I see in the naked eye test. Now, can you see what I see? You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back.